Hello and welcome to this week's Renwick Centre podcast. My name's Trudy Smith and I am your host for this podcast series. Remembering that this year we're looking at lived experiences and who better than to bring in an old friend of the podcast, Emily Shepherd. For those of you who've not met Emily, can you just introduce yourself to everyone, please, Emily? Hi, Trudy. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, my name is Emily Shepherd, and I am the director of Usher Kids Australia, which is a support group that we established about five years ago to um, help parents of children with Usher syndrome in Australia. And I'm also the parent of an 11-year-old boy with um, Usher syndrome. Fantastic. And welcome back. It's so great to have you with us again. Because last time we were talking, you were actually talking about this conference that you were going to run, but I imagine that COVID had an influence on that. Yes, it was. I was just looking at our notes. We last spoke um, in February last year and we had just released the details of our transitions conference that we had planned uh, for Sydney in September 2020. But, of course, COVID hit and threw our plans into a bit of chaos. Um, We were really reluctant to just postpone, Trudy. We felt that... Uh, we had an obligation uh, to our families, especially those who have a new diagnosis. Uh, Just having a date in the calendar to meet others and share that lived experience is really important to them. So we wanted to come up with a different or an alternative way to connect during lockdown and during the pandemic. So we set up our webinar series, which, um, you know, of the, when we started, we didn't really uh, realise how, you know, how well it was going to go and how um, much needed it was, I suppose, in our community. So we were really, really happy that something good came out of COVID. So, yes. Great. So tell me about the webinars. Can we access them? Yes. Yeah, so we, uh, we had 10 different webinars over a week in September. They were all recorded and now available on our website. Um They were focusing on the latest updates on global clinical research efforts into Usher syndrome, uh, clinical guidelines, how to support Usher children, students in the classroom, et cetera. We had some young um, adults living with Usher syndrome share their lived experience as well, which is always really important at our our sessions. Um, The educational webinars are available on our website to watch on demand um, and there was, we were really lucky to have a range of Australian and in international leaders uh, who support children with Usher syndrome joining us to present and I suppose that was another benefit of um, having something on fully online is that we we're able to access these international um, gurus I suppose in different in you know in different areas uh, without having the travel expenses of bringing them out to Australia so that was really um, you know a really a big plus for us too yeah Um, the registration um, online this is is still available you can access all of the presentations Uh, there's some live Q&A sessions that we recorded as well uh, with all of our presenters um, and plus all of the information, the transcripts, um, all captioned. There's also an interpreting on all of them, presentation slides, et cetera, is all found on our website. Brilliant. And, yeah, I think that's what we've all found about post-COVID is that how easy it is to talk to anybody through technology. So it doesn't matter where you are. It really breaks down geographic access. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that that's something that we can continue with um, in our little um, communities as well is to uh, collaborate more internationally with those people. So, yeah, it's a really great positive for us. Absolutely. Who would be the typical audience for these webinars? Who are you pitching Um, them to? 
It's 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 aimed at both professionals and families. So um, we had a, a really big range of people joining us um, over the, the the webinar week in September, plus joining us afterwards. Um, there were people from 11 countries, which was, was really, really impressive, I thought. And we had parents, grandparents, uh, we had young teens with Usher syndrome joining us, but then the range of professionals working in various settings, such as teachers of the deaf, teachers of the vision impaired, orientation mobility specialists, researchers, orthoptists, allied health professionals, really any, um, any clinician or um, support services that um, come in contact with our children with Usher syndrome in the various settings. So yeah, really big range. And I suppose um, it really just highlights the breadth of specialists working in this in these teams that we have to support our families. Um, but I suppose having people join us from so many countries just showed us just the, met, the demand for information for um, particularly children with this condition. Um, so that was really, really a great, a great response as well. So absolutely. So as a parent of a child with Usher syndrome, what were the highlights for you in the webinar series? Um, so Trudy, one of my, um, I suppose one of from my own personal experience as a parent of a young child with Usher syndrome, I've really experienced firsthand the additional burden placed on parents, particularly mums, when raising a child with a dual sensory loss. Um, so much of those first few years are taken up with appointments and therapy and grief and a whole range of emotions and, addition, and additional responsibilities, I suppose. On top of just having a newborn um, is, you know, is hard enough. But um, sometimes along the way, um, as a parent, you sort of get lost and you can burn out. Um, you lose connections, um, you know, you might not work as much as what you, you, what you did previously, you know, it really is a huge burden. And the statistics um, on the health disparities of parents of children with a disability compared to those with typical developing children is actually quite staggering. So I suppose that's my, that's my goal in most of my work with Usher Kids is to reduce that burden for parents, particularly mums. Um, and we were really, really lucky to have Associate Professor Helen Burke-Taylor uh, join us um, to present her work that she does through the Healthy Families, Healthy, oh, sorry, Healthy Mothers, Healthy Families initiative. Um, and just Helen discussed the basis of her program and some simple strategies that mothers can work into their day-to-day -day schedule um, to ensure that they don't suffer from that burnout and can really improve their health outcomes in the long term. Um, so that was probably the highlight for me um, was really giving some some day to day strategies that parents really can um, you know incorporate into their day to improve their improve their outcomes. You know, there's always being told by specialists to look after yourself, but it's really actually hard to do that when you're when you're overwhelmed with all those appointments. And the old saying goes is that you, when you're in an aircraft, you put the um, the face mask on yourself first because if you you can't you can't help your children and help others if you don't look after yourself first. So I think that was a really really big highlight for me. It's an interesting analogy. I like it. <laughs> Did you use any incentives to encourage professionals to attend the webinar series? 
We did, Trudy. We we worked with a number of the professional associations to ensure that all of the content of the webinars were relevant to the really wide range of specialists, specialists that are involved with the care of our children. Um, so the content is accredited with um, Audiology Australia, Australian College of Audiology, the National Association of Australian Teachers of the Deaf, uh, various state education departments, um, then we had Orthoptics Australia, uh, Speech Pathology Australia, Orientation Mobility Association. So really um, any of the professional bodies that are working with children with Usher syndrome, we made sure that um, those professionals would get uh, particular accreditation towards their um, continuing professional education points, etc. So I suppose one of the frustrations that we hear again and again from parents of children, particularly with rare condition, is that the ongoing education of the condition to the various professionals um, we're responsible for. So as a parent, you just become the, you know, the 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 expert in this in the, this condition. So I suppose the aim of getting all of those um, associations and accreditations involved was to just let parents be the parents so that we can give the webinars to all of those professionals so that, yeah, parents can just look at, look after their child and don't have to become the expert, I suppose, in the condition and have to do that continually explaining every, every appointment that they go to. So that was really important for us mm. um, as well. So... Absolutely. It's a good strategy to have. So, you know, here we are again, beginning of another year. And, you know, we, we're used to COVID now. We just don't know what it's going to mean for this year. But what have you got planned for 2021? Oh, we've always got lots of things going on, Trudy. We've got some um, some research that we've got going. We've got some um, master's students coming to work with us again. Uh, we're trying to put together um, our transitions conference that we did postpone last year. But we just think for – because they're – there's still so much uncertainty, I suppose, with travel restrictions, et cetera, with COVID that um, the online firm format really worked for our community. Um, although we do love seeing each other face to face, we just think at this time it's best to, um, to plan for a, an online format again. Um, and then it means also that we've got it pre-recorded so people can go and access that in their, in their own time as well. So we hope to um, release some... Um, details of our transitions conference online that will go ahead in September um, and I suppose our, our aim there is to look at the a couple of the key um, transition periods that um, are quite um, quite big in the lives of children with disability but in particular with Usher syndrome so looking at when a child might move into an adult move from the paediatric healthcare into the adult system um, moving into primary school moving into secondary school and looking at different funding models and really helping families um, transition into those um, those next stages so sounds exciting yes so um, for anyone who's, who's new to Usher Kids, where can they find more information? Uh, probably the best place, Judy, is on our website, um, usherkidsaustralia.com, or I can be contacted through our email address, which is info at usherkidsaustralia.com. Um, you can learn more about our organisation. You can learn more about um, Usher syndrome as the condition, or you can um, look at information all about our Usher in Focus webinar series or any other vets that we've got coming up is all on our website. 
Right, and we'll put those links in the show notes so that people can access them as well. Emily, thank you. A pleasure as always to talk to you. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Trudy. I look forward to chatting again soon.